0: For the last several weeks, I have been laying the foundation dealing in the area of the gospel. Someone say the gospel. We seen in Math. we seen in Mark sixteen, fifteen, before Jesus ascended, we were given an edict or a command or a commission to go into all the world, all of the cosmos, and preach or proclaim. The gospel, God's good news to every creature. Go into all of the cosmos, from which we get our English word cosmetic. So we are to literally go into every man's world and change the countenance, change the makeup, change the appearance of men by and with the proclamation of the word of God. Now we laid a somewhat a solid foundation. We spent about five weeks laying this particular foundation uh, showing Christ's involvement or seeing Christ in creation. And the reason why this was so vital or necessary to understand it is because if you exclude Jesus from the gospel, we have no gospel. For the word of God lets us know that no other name was given whereby man must be saved. And we came to know that name, which was in the beginning called the word, was Jesus. (laughs) Therefore, no other sacrifice, no other name would be sufficient. So we see in John that Jesus is the living word of God, fully God, yet fully man, who came to reveal God to man and to redeem all who would believe in Him? Then we seen the Word again. In the beginning, He wasn't called Jesus; He was called the Word. That He preexisted now with the Father and Holy Spirit. We've seen this in John one. One, if you want to just show it uh, as part of this review, but He preexisted in the beginning. Now, this is important because the Scripture says. Nothing or well, all things were made by Him. This is First John one and three, and nothing if it, nothing that was made. Here goes, all things were made through Him and without Him, what? Nothing was made that was made. Talking about the Man, Jesus. And of course, we laid. We know that He's not three different gods. He's three He's three distinct persons of the Godhead, one in essence, but three in persons. Are you with me? So he's God, one God. And uh, we spent time going over this because you have people now declaring or people who believe in uh, this religious pluralism, if you will, believing that there is more than one way and they become livid with you when you declare the gospel of Jesus He cannot be that small-minded to say that Jesus is the only way. We're just declaring the gospel. We're declaring the good news. So God is one in essence, and he's three at the same time, and we've seen this throughout Scripture, but not in the same way. 1 Corinthians 15. Now, as we start getting into this and we start discovering why he had to come, What his death meant, what his uh, burial meant, what his resurrection meant, what his ascending meant, what it meant, and how that applies to us, it is liberating. You will find yourself, watch this now, depending on his righteousness, you will find yourself relying on his goodness. You will find yourself relying on his mercy, his grace, thus relieving yourself of trying to uh, become righteous before God by something that you do. Amen. Amen. And once you rely on him, you will find out that he is a whole lot stronger than you. <laughs> now, and understand this, and because you are relying on him, see, when you teach his people, Automatically think you are giving people a license to live any kind of way. No, if you really understand the freedom that you have in Christ, you want to live good. You want to do the right thing. As a matter of fact, when you live in agreement with God, you love what he loves and you hate what he hates. (laughs) Y'all missed that. You love what he loves and you hate homologia. Hold fast to your profession, that Greek word homologia. We see this in Hebrews 10:23. So you love what he loves and you hate what he hates. That means if God does not like that because of my agreement with him, I don't like that. Since God doesn't wish that I participate in that, read between the lines, Have you want to read between them, I don't want to participate in that. If God say don't live that way, I don't live that way because I come into agreement with what he said. I, w- w- whatever you are thinking about right now, include that. Does God like it? Well, I don't like it. Does God love it? Well, I love it. And see, when you do it that way, you cover everything. Because we always like to pick out one or two things and we leave out all the other 99. No, this comes everything. Now, who don't understand that? Raise your hand. <laughs> I got tickled. Uh, (laughs) Paul is writing to those in Corinth and much like today these people who are, are surrounded and being influenced by their culture they was so influenced by their culture that many could never divorce their culture same thing today. You have a lot of people. They they again are believers. Again, it, when I'm in agreement with God, I love what he loves, hate what he hate. That's why you have to constantly stay in this word whereby you can renew your mind relative to things that are incongruent with the truth of God's word. But they were surrounded by sexual passions of every kind. Uh, idolatry. Then you had though. Now you got to remember. Now they were in the center of Greek culture, and many uh, began to adopt the philosophy of uh, of a lot of Greek philosophers who did not believe in the resurrection. Now this is important because if Jesus didn't get up, then you're not getting up. That's also, thank you, Brother Moore, I appreciate you flowing with me, so let me talk to you. <laughs> All these other beautiful people are still thinking about what we're talking about on that other sub- subject a few minutes ago. So this is important because whoever you believe in, if that person is still in the grave, you have no hope. Because if that God could not raise himself, what hope do I have? And he or she, whoever that God may be today, that individual, still in the grave. Something to think about. But here Paul shows, now we're going to read through verses all the way through 22, but verses 1 through 19 particularly. Paul shows the relationship of the doctrine of resurrection to biblical soteriology. Now, biblical soteriology has to do with salvation and what it meant, how it applies. So he uh, uses he inserts resurrection uh, uh, to that being that how uh, Jesus being raised is essential to your salvation. And from verses 20 onward in chapter 15, he goes on to show the vital link to biblical eschatology. Now eschatology, you've probably heard me say this before, it deals with the end times or life eternal. John's revelation that he had in the book of Revelation deals, that's one of, is one of the books that we call or refer to as the book of eschatology. It deals with end times. So now this is important because... Apart from Christ's bodily resurrection, we have no Savior, no salvation, and no hope of eternal life. So what Paul is explaining here is that if Christ didn't raise from death, we, one, we're not saved. This walk is in vain. Two, uh, we have no Savior. And three, there's no hope of eternal life. And again... When you preach this type of gospel, there will always be those who will somewhat malign you because you're declaring the gospel of Jesus. And throughout scripture, Jesus unquestionably declares that he is the only way. And it is that part that some become livid with you. But I didn't write the Bible. Man didn't write the Bible. Man wrote as God spoke, as he inspired. Are you with me? So there will always be, and I say that to say, just like people don't uh, uh, concede to believe in that, you, you have those even now who don't believe in the resurrection. And when you start proclaiming the gospel, again, if you don't believe in the resurrection, you are without hope. Are you here? So Paul, assur- he, he assures us, and I'm just giving you a little context of what we're going to be reading here. Paul assures us that many people and throughout this, and we're going to see it, he assures us that many people saw Jesus after his resurrection. He was seen by Peter, also named Cephas, the 12 disciples. Watch this now. More than 500 believers who, who many, of whom many were still alive when it happened. So it cannot be denied. They seen it. I'm sorry, seeing him. So this is not hearsay. Are you with me? So of course, James and uh, all the other apostles. And of course, we will see. Paul uh, had an encounter, uh, an encounter with Jesus on his road to Damascus. So he had he he had came in, in, into encounter through revelation as well as his experience on the road of Damascus. Now. You, you can write this down if you want to that the resurrection is an historical fact. It's a fact. It literally happened. <laughs> Not some allegorical story. No, it happened. And I said that to say, so don't let no one discourage you into believing. That it did not happen because here's the thing again. Satan is so deceptive. He wants you and if he can get you to miss God, you miss heaven. So if he can get you to believe in any other God, then you miss the God of heaven. So... Don't allow yourselves to become discouraged by doubters and those who deny Christ. This is essential. Again, minister, if he didn't get up, we are without hope. Are you here? So, but the body bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important event in history. Why? Because it proves irrefutable evidence that Jesus, watch this now, is who he claimed to be. The son of God. And we know through this study that, that the Son of God, not in Father and Son as we see it, but He is in the term of He in the sense that He is God made manifest in human form. We've seen this throughout the book of John, John 101, John 14, and many other scriptures where we see Jesus in the beginning. Are you with me now? Something else that's important to note: to believe in the resurrection of Jesus is to believe, of course, in God. So if I believe in a resurrection, I believe in God. If God exists, if he created the whole universe and has power over it, then watch this. He has power to raise the dead. (laughs) This is good stuff. To know, because again, we've only been given one message, and that is to preach the good news. Now, all other messages that we preach, there should be something in there that aligns itself with the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, Some have gotten sidetracked. We hear good messages. We have Verses and scriptures preach to us, but that in and of themselves doesn't necessarily mean that you are preaching the gospel. doesn't mean that you're preaching untruths. You're just not preaching the gospel. And some have made this a gospel of materialism. So now if I'm not being preached, I'm getting a new house, a new car, more money. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. That's why some are looking at me now like, hmm, is he about done? But this is stuff that you need to know about the God that you say you serve. Nothing's wrong with things. But if you would put him first, the things, they'll come. But the attention has not been on the gospel. It has been on the acquisition of being a better me. Not for the sake of. Uh, helping change the faces of nations, but to show you that I got what I said I was going to get. And now look, no, that no, that's not what this is about. You have been commissioned to proclaim this gospel, sir, ma'am. So only he created life. Or only he who created life can resurrect it after death. I'll say that again. Only he Who created life can resurrect it after death. So the God that you serve, is he the creator of life? Because if he's not, he can't resurrect life. And I submit to you, he's probably, no, he is still in the ground if he didn't create you. If he's not the creator of life. I see I got some those who are under I don't want to say spell, but under the mindset of the Corinthians, I don't know about all this. I see you know, it's the 21st century past. It's, it's a lot of new stuff going on now past that wasn't written back then, and you just have to be open to how things are moving and changing. Let me tell you something. When it comes to the truth of God's word, I'm not open to anything that goes against it. So only he who created life can resurrect it after death. Remember in John 11:25, 25, Jesus said, I am. The resurrection and the life. Notice during uh, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, you notice in years past you've heard me say it's not so much about a day as it is a ma- resurrection is a man, yeah. not a day. Yeah. Notice in John eleven twenty five he says, I am the resurrection and life. And in that statement, watch this, he claimed to be the source of both. Again, there is no resurrection apart from Christ. As well as no eternal life. Jesus does more than give life. He is life. And that's why death has no power over him. It has no power over you. Why? Because you will get up. You have life eternal. If if it had power over you, then once you expired that would be the end but that is not the end it's actually the beginning are you guys here that's good to know The good news news is much broader There, you don't have to be sick, you don't have to be poor, you don't have to be broke. That's that's not the good news message, if you will. Because he's about to show us what the message is. Now, it is good news to know that you don't have to be sick. It is good news to know that you don't have to be poor. And it is good to know that you don't have to be spiritually dead. But that is not the gospel. Message. Y'all look at me like. Uh, where, where is it at that says he's. Uh, see, we go to Luke and quote what Jesus said. The, knowing the gospel message will will bring about liberation and healing. It'll bring about freedom in your finances, and it'll bring a liberation, knowing that hey, you have life eternal. And I said, when I say it's not the gospel message, just going out here preaching, you don't have to be sick. That's that's not the gospel, man. That's not the gospel message. You don't have to be poor. Okay, you tell me I don't have to be poor, but how does what does Jesus come and die and being resurrected? Now, what does that have to do? What what OK, are you here? Yes, well, well I tell you what, let's see what the word says, because y'all looking at me like that ain't what I was told. <laughs> Stick that lip in. <laughs> Thank God for revelation. So you have to know apocalypse or oh, that word revelation. It means to uncover, to unveil, to reveal. So a revelation is not something new. It's something new to you that had been there all the time. You just didn't see it before. That's what revelation is. It's, 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 it's uncovering what was already there. A revelation is not a new thing. Oh, nah. Ooh, I got it. Re- it's been there. It just being revealed to disclose to you today. So although you may have heard it's the gospel is uh, you don't have to be broke, poor. That was good then. But as we keep uncovering and, uh, un, and God keeps revealing the truth of it, there's greater dimensions. Oh, it's more to it than that. I don't have to be sick, I don't have to be poor, and I don't have to be spiritually dead. Yeah. Why? Because watch this, man, the God. I'm seeing things that I didn't see before, but it's been there all the time. Keep that little portion. You don't have to be sick, poor, and broken, whatever else you added to it. <laughs> but there's more, is my point. There's more. There's more. Let's see what the word says. First, <laughs> First Corinthians, fifteen. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you. The gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which you also are saved, if you hold fast, what? That word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. So right here where he says, unless you believe in vain, it literally means uh, without cause or to no purpose. If, as some are saying in Corinth, there is no resurrection, then faith, uh, your faith in this gospel, gospel is worthless or so vain. So that's what he's saying. Now, look at verse 2 again. By which you also say, if you hold fast with that which you believe, unless you believe in vain. In other words, you know, unless you believe that there's no resurrection, this gospel that you receive, you're believing in vain. Are you with me? Uh, verse 3, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which, what? I also received. Now here, Paul is not speaking of his personal salvation experience, but the fact that the gospel which he preached was from direct revelation of God. And we see that in Acts on his road, this experience to Damascus. Now, verses three through five now, we see four, we see four vital truths uh, that are asserted here, um, identified by the word that. Now, watch this. Notice he says, for I deliver to you first of all that which I also received. Uh, number one, it's found in verse three, that Christ, what, died for our sins according to Scriptures. Why? Because it was prophesied that he would, he would have to suffer and then die and come and then be raised again. So it all lines up with Scriptures. So here we see that the gospel is Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures can be no other name. We spent weeks laying that foundation. Why? Because this name, which was the word was in, whom we come to know, was the word was in where? The beginning. Next, uh, number two is found in verse four. Uh, let's read verse four. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to scriptures. So the next thing is that he was buried. Do you see this? So one, it was when we talk about preaching the gospel, one, then we're going to go back as we go through this and see how this applies to us today. But one, Who died for our sins? Who? No other name has been given. Two, he was buried. Again, at no point did his divinity or his deity as him being God died. Because if God at any point ever died, everything would cease to exist. The man portion died. But he is eternal. Uh, Number three, that he rose again, again what? The third day. Do you see this? According to the scriptures. So one, the four things that we see here is one, that Christ died for our sins. Two, he was buried. Three, he rose again on the third day. Now, where it says that he rose again on the third day, the Greek perfect tense stresses the certainty of that fact. The way it's the way it reads that he rose again on the third day, he stresses that fact. So, in other words, this, again, is not uh, something that did not take place. This is not a good story. As some, just like some don't believe that God parted the Red Sea, some don't believe that Noah built the ark. So so you, you have to know this to be true. Oh, here, verse 4, and he was buried in, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Uh, watch this now. The facts of the gospel are not only important, to, uh, are not only important his- historically, but prophetically as well. Why? Because they occurred as had been predicted. Write these verses down. You can look, look at them in your leisure. John 20 and 9, Acts 26, 23. In Psalm sixteen, ten, verse five, and he was here's here's the fourth one. And he was what seen by Cephas, also known by the name of Peter, then by the twelve. So the fourth vital truth of the gospel is that Christ appeared after the resurrection not to a few, but to Peter or Cephas, then by the twelve. So again, then we're about to see on another. Now let's go to verse six. After that, he was seen by what? Over 500 brethren at once. Again, many of whom were alive when this was going on. Do you hear? See this? After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to be present, but some have fallen asleep. Verse 7. After that, he was seen by who? James, then by all the apostles. Now, y'all remember, this James is Jesus' brother, who we see in John 5 at one point didn't believe that Jesus was Messiah, was the Messiah. But after he seen the resurrection, he was made a believer and became one of the greatest leaders uh uh in the church. If the same James, what book James that y'all read? So Guess what? It made a believer out of. Notice these people were surrounded and I'm reading all this because they were surrounded uh, by a corrupt culture. And here's why you have to be so careful to watch your environment. Because you are seduced by your surroundings. That's why you can see people met a guy who will on fire, but because they dwell in the wrong environments, the same God that they just spoke in tongues and believed a month ago. Well, I don't know. It's uh I, 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 I just I just have different views now. Why? Because they have succumbed to their surrounding. You have to be careful. You it, it don't the only thing about it is if you dwell in that environment too long, guess what? Now you start settling and you get stuck. So you have to know, man, when, hey, hey, again, there are a lot of good people, but everybody's not good for me. You have to know who's good for you. So, 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 so do we vibe spiritually spiritually? Are we on the same plane? Are we in agreement when it comes to that? What about morally? How how see? I, <laughs> how can two walk together except they see? W- listen, we we gotta agree, especially when it comes to uh, courtship and things of that nature. And we are talking about perhaps becoming married one day. Now, what? Which which God do you serve? <laughs> I know which one I serve, because here's the thing: if we're not serving the same one, n- no, there's no need of us going e- uh, any further. I'm, I'm not talking, and I'm not talking about a man who, you know, talks with erroneous language. What I mean by that, you, you ain't no, I believe in God, but I ain't following no man. I Ain't doing this, and we. But see, well, you, you, you're not in agreement with. So you your own. See, some of this stuff is borderline control and and trying to get you, you know, to separate you from it. And, and yeah, didn't you gotta realize, look, when somebody have hidden agendas, that's why you need Holy Spirit to show you. Watch this. When someone have hidden, when, when, when people have ulterior motives and agendas, they will be whatever you want them to be until they get you hooked. That's something to think about. Verse 8, then, last of all, he was seen who? By me. by me. As by one born out of due time. Again, he's talking about his experience on the road to Damascus. He, wasn't, he, wasn't, he didn't literally walk with Jesus, but he came to know him through revelation. Verse 9, here go a good point for some of you. For I am the least of the apostles whom... Who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. You gotta remember, Paul was a zealous Pharisee. He had, he was a, not too long before this, or it was time before, but you know, time had lapsed. But he he was he was a zealous uh persecutor of the Christian church, man. Capturing and persecuting believers. So that's why he felt unworthy, because man. Man, I used used to throw y'all in jail and persecute y'all. And here I'm calling an apostle. But this same Paul says, man, forgetting those things which are behind. And see, here go go a good little nugget for you. Some of you, you in general, not in here, but some people feel the same way. Man, I'm not worthy to be this day. I, I used to be the biggest in town. Biggest, what? Whatever you was big at. I'll let you fill in the blank. That way you can't leave saying, He called me a. No, no, you said that about your own self. That's why any man being Christ is a new. That's why. That's why. When some of these people try to creep up on you from from, from BC days, hey girl, you remember? No, I don't. I, I I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was you. No, not me. So you telling me we ain't? No, no, not not the new me. No, not no. Well, what happened to Shaquita? She died two years ago. Hold on. Ha, ha. But I'm looking at it. Yeah, this is the new me. You don't remember? No. How come you remember? Because I forget those things that are behind me. And don't let somebody resurrect a part of your past that's dead and gone. Why? I'm not trying to remember. You don't, now, you don't remember. You used to do it. No. Why? Because I forgot. You lying. No, I ain't lying. I forgot. See, that's a good... Some of you need to hear that because some some been walking slow because of that burden. You feel like you're not worthy, but you are worthy if you're a believer. Care what you used to be. You could have been the biggest dope at it. You could have been the biggest dope dealer. You could have been a whoremonger. You could have been a whatever, but in Christ, you are a new creation. And don't let nobody... You could have been swinging on every tree, swinging both ways, all kind of ways, but in Christ. A new creation. Don't let nobody hang that over your head. Why? Because that person is dead. That's why verse ten says, "But by the grace of God." <laughs> ah, there you go. There here you go. Yeah. If they try to bring it, you try to make yourself whatever. whatever. But so when you have those down moments, oh man, I used to do this, man. I lied about everything. I lied when I didn't have to lie. Did it? But. By the grace of God, I tell the truth now. By the grace of God, I walk straight now. Verse 11. (laughs) Verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am who I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they are. Yet not I. But the grace of God, which was what with me, verse eleven. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so you what believe. Now, what are the what things were asserted here relative to the gospel that Jesus? Okay. Now, this is the gospel that he preached. Then we're gonna come to know what all these things meant. But I'm said that to say. He didn't say anything about, you don't want to be poor no more. Nope. <laughs> don't be poor. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm sticking to that gospel, Pastor. That's just how I was taught and how I was raised, that you don't have to be sick, poor, and broke. You got about three of y'all sitting here doing that to me right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm. I'm just. I, I. I. just can't agree with that. <laughs> I can see your face through your <laughs> mask. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all do me like that? I just. No, I, I've always heard that. I. I. I've, I've, Always heard it. Verse twelve. Now, am I saying you should be broke, sick, poor, and all that stuff? No. (laughs) What verse are we on? Huh? Let me look at something. This Wi-Fi situation. (laughs) Give me one second. Who got this? Okay, let me see. need a new iPad. Uh, Who who got a... Can I borrow your Bible? Ma'am? Daughter? Thank you. Okay, good Jesus. So you got the the teeny tiny version, huh? (laughs) Give me that small print. I want small print. Give me something to work my eyes. I want to exercise my... (laughs) <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it, 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 in, in Mark, uh, four, where would you get that? Uh, no, in Luke four, notice i uh, begin at verse eighteen. uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Spirit of the Lord is upon who? Me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Thank you. He anointed me uh, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to what? Heal the poor heart, hearted to pray, proclaim liberty to the captives and recover sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are bruised. Now, he Now, notice he was sent to preach the gospel to the poor. And through revelation of the gospel, you will discover that you don't have to be poor no more. But my point is, we have said the message, you don't have to be, no, 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 no. He came to preach the gospel to the poor people. Now those 3 who were still stuck how you you uh did that help <laughs> alleviate any concerns? Two were relieved, one is still well <laughs> my translation don't read that way. <laughs> oh, first Corinthians Verse 12, let me give you these all the way to verse 22 before this. So here, Paul, now he starts shifting into our hope is in the risen Savior. Are you here? You got to remember now, again, Corinth was in the heart of Greek culture of whom many did not believe that people's bodies would be resurrected after after death. So a lot of believers were beginning to... Uh, or some were having a difficult time believing a, in a bodily resurrection because of the Greek philosophers. You remember last week I told you there's some folk out here this move. And they know the stuff that they know. Are you here? So Greek philosophers, uh, according to Greek philo- philosophers, the soul was the real person. Imprisoned in a physical body and at death the soul was released. There was no Im- uh, immortality for the body, but the soul entered into a eternal state. So that's what they thought. They were, think- they were teaching that no, so, there's, no, there's not going to be a resurrection. Again, that's why understanding Jesus getting up is so vitally important. Because just like they didn't believe there was one, you're not going to believe it if you don't believe that he is the risen Savior. Are you here? So Paul, uh, beginning at verse 12, shows us our hope in Christ. Verse 12, now if Christ is what? Preach that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Huh. Do you see this? Again, notice now the Greek philosophers were saying that the, the soul was the real person. In contrast, Christianity, by contrast, affirms that the body and soul will be united at the resurrection. That's just a nugget. So uh, you can see this in 1 Corinthians uh, 15 42 through 44. Just show that real quick. So so what Paul's doing now, he's writing to this portion of the letter to clear up the confusion about the resurrection. So also, is the what? Resurrection, resurrection of the dead. The body is what? Sown in corruption. It is what? Raised in incorruption. It is sown in. It is raised in glory. It is sown in, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a, so as I told you before, you may not like the body that you are in now. Ooh, but your glorious body. Just like this, but just be glorified. Perhaps. We don't know. It just, just going for glory. Some of y'all be mad. Dog, Jesus. Come on, man. Hook me up. <laughs> Verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Do you see this? And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith also is empty or groundless. In other words, he's saying faith in a dead Savior is both preposterous and pathetic. No, but we know that he what? Rose again. Now, what's preposterous and pathetic It's to believe in a God who's still in the grave. And that's pathetic. Are you here? Verse 15, yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised Christ from the dead whom he did not raise if, in fact, the dead do not rise. Verse 16, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Do you see this? Romans 4.25, let me show you something. Since the resurrection of Christ is essential to our justification, guys, then the denial of it, watch this, Invalidates the forgiveness of sins. I told you that's why the who was delivered up because of our what office and was raised because of our. See, again. It's necessary. For the justification of your. Sins. So he had to get up. Of course, we know he did. Verse 18. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. So it, 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 if Jesus didn't get up, there's no more saying big mama. There's no more saying Pat, your father. I was about to say your pappy, but your papa, your sister, brother, whoever, if he didn't get up. Verse 19, if in this this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. In other words, if our hope in Christ does not take us beyond this present life, then we are of all men most miserable. (laughs) He said, man, if that's the case, we are both deceived and unwitting deceivers. But verse 20, but now. Christ is risen from the dead and has become what? The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now, the first fruits were the first part of the harvest uh, the faithful Jews brought to the temple as an offering and it always anticipated a harvest. So what he's saying here now, notice he said Christ is the what? Of course, he's risen from the dead and has become the? First fruits. Although Christ was not the first to rise from the dead, you hear, He wasn't the first to rise from the dead because He raised Lazarus and there's other people that the Bible talks about that He raised. He was the first to never die again. That's what He means by the first fruits. And since He rose again, you will rise again. Watch this and never die. Again, what he's saying is he is the forerunner for us, the proof of our eventual resurrection to eternal life. So he wasn't the first to raise from death. No, he's the first that, that, that never died again. And again, it was the humanity part. Let me show you something, Revelation 118. So why, why wouldn't you want to believe in a God Who still lives. The way I'll be worshiping somebody who's still in the grave. How can you help me? And you can't help yourself. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive for how long? Forevermore. Amen. Hold up. Amen. I got the keys. That's it. That's it. <laughs> of Hades and death. Are you here? Verse verse 21. For since by man came death, for since by man came death, by man also came what? The resurrection, the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Now, what I wanted to show you was the gospel message. And we're going to start seeing why Jesus, what it meant when he went in the grave. So who died for our sins? Christ. Christ. Who was buried? Christ. Who rose again? Christ. Who was seen? Listen, as we've been saying in the weeks past, there is no other name. This name. What gives this name proof? What gives this name validation is that this one got up. On, you got up. Thank you, Lord. Hey. There is Thank you, God. no other.